0: Hi. Right, we're going to talk about the muscles and movements of the tongue. There is a shocking amount of anatomy in the tongue. Um, There are four cranial nerves involved in in it doing its job. So we've, well, I think we've got a lot to talk about. We're going to think about the tongue, the muscles of the tongue, and just one of those cranial nerves, the hypoglossal nerve. All right, start my five-minute timer. Um, So... Yeah, the tongue is a surprisingly complicated thing for it to function properly. If you think about what it does when you're chewing food, it moves the food around your mouth, it helps push the food to the back of the oral cavity so you can swallow. Uh, You you pick your teeth with your tongue. It's incredibly mobile. And we're not even thinking about sensory roles here. So we're just thinking about the muscles. So what's happening is, is you can change the shape of your tongue and you can move the base of your tongue around. And that changing the shape of the tongue is really important because, of course, most muscles are attached at either end and they get shorter and they pull two things closer together. But the tip of our tongue seems to be sticking out into space, and indeed you can stick it out into space. But what's happening is is the muscles inside the tongue are attached to the inside of the tongue. So they are attached to either end. So we have intrinsic muscles inside the tongue. Some run from side to side those would be transverse muscles some run the length of the tongue those would be longitudinal muscles and some run up and down vertically those would be the vertical muscles and they kind of pass over one another and they are in layers and it's these muscles then that will pull on the insides of the tongue the edges of the tongue and change its shape so the muscles running from side to side can make the tongue narrower and by doing so they then make it longer because the volume of the tongue remains the same that's how you you stick out your tongue the muscles running longitudinally can then make it shorter again pull it back into the mouth and the muscles um they work together uh, and against each other to the tongue into all those different positions you can put it into the extrinsic muscles move the base of the tongue that's kind of like the bit underneath the bit that moves around by moving the base of the tongue you have even more control there are four extrinsic muscles Palatoglossus runs between the palate and the tongue. The soft palate is the roof of your mouth at the back. And that lifts the base of the tongue towards the palate, superiorly. There is hyoglossus, which is, runs between the hyoid bone and the tongue. That pulls the base of the tongue down, inferiorly. There's styloglossus between the styloid process of the temporal bone and the tongue, which pulls the base of the tongue posteriorly. And there's genioglossus. Genio refers to the chin, so the mandible. So this This pulls the tongue anteriorly, the base of the tongue anteriorly. So if you want to stick your tongue out, you use a combination of these muscles. You move the base of the tongue anteriorly with genioglossus, and then you use the other muscles to make the tongue longer and pull it anteriorly. And there are muscles on either side that have got to work together, and this brings us to the hypoglossal nerve. So the hypoglossal nerve is cranial nerve 12. There's a left one and a right one, and they, generally speaking, innervate the muscles on the left and the right side of the tongue. So the hypoglossal nerve innervates all of the muscles of the tongue, except one, because isn't that always the way with rules? And it's palatoglossus. Palatoglossus is a muscle of the soft palate as much as it's a muscle of the tongue. So that's innervated by the vagus nerve. Um, So if one of the hypoglossal nerves is damaged... The muscles on just one side, intrinsic and extrinsic, will be affected. So what do you think might happen? All right, hypoglossal nerve. Its origin is in the medulla oblongata of the brain stem. It's the last, pretty much, cranial nerve to form inferiorly before we leave the cranial cavity and become spinal cord. The the hypoglossal nerve itself leaves the cranial cavity through the hypoglossal canal, which is pretty much in the occipital condyle. Those are the lumps on the base of the skull that the skull sits on top of the vertebral column with. After it's left the cranial cavity, fibres from spinal nerves C1 and C2 join it because they're going to send some fibres Um, in the same direction, they're going to similar directions, uh, similar destinations, so they go that way together. Then it passes around the internal carotid artery to run laterally to it, and then it runs anteriorly to the tongue, and that's it, it's in its destination. Alright, bit of clinical stuff then. So if one hypoglossal nerve is injured or compressed, or its origin nucleus in the brainstem is injured, what's going to happen? Well if you ask someone to stick out their tongue, normally the the tongue will stick out nice and straight, um anteriorly but if the nerve on one side is damaged the muscles on that weak side will not be able to change the shape of the tongue and genioglossus will be weak or paralyzed which means that when you ask somebody to stick out their tongue the tongue will point to the weak side point to the side of the damaged hypoglossal nerve oh there's my timer this will have effects on speech um You might see fasciculations in the tongue, that is involuntary twitching of those intrinsic muscles in the tongue, might look like large worms in the tongue, there'll be weakness of the tongue on that side, there might be atrophy, and then you think about all this anatomy and you think, hmm, is there an injury to the base of the skull, what else could be compressing the nerve along that route, or or what about the brainstem, and maybe even what about the sensations from the tongue, but that is something we're going to pick up in another podcast, We'll, we'll start to think about the sensations, but that's it, that's Well, that's the tongue and the hypoglossal nerve. But one thing I should mention is if um, the upper motor neurons running from the brain down to the brainstem, they actually cross sides. So if somebody has a brain injury, then the weakness of the tongue is going to be on the opposite side because those upper motor neurons are going to cross over. Anyway, stop now. The tongue and the hypoglossal nerves.